Hello and welcome to Talking Hoosier Baseball. Uh, we are recording this on the evening of Wednesday, May 4th, 2022. Um, I have with me Cassidy Palmer and Chris Feeney. I'm Carl James. Uh, Josh Bennett was uh, once again unable to join us, uh, but we do have his picks. Um, I think he's just secretly trying to keep that energy together so we can try to finally catch Cass in the pick -em. <laughs> So we'll, we'll, uh, we'll, 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 we'll hear about that later the later in the program. Um, this, uh, this past weekend, the, uh, the Indiana Hoosiers did it again, finally won another Big Ten series, uh, this time at home, this time against a uh, <clears throat> pretty solid Illinois squad, uh, winning games on uh, Friday, a great come from behind win on Sunday, um, did have a uh, pretty significantly tough loss on Saturday. Um, but we will kind of get into all of those. Uh, we'll start with Chris this week. Uh, Chris was at the BART uh, for the entire weekend and was able to, uh, to take in the sights and sounds. Um, uh, I, I'm, I'm, I was hearing some Josh Pine, Josh Pine <laughs> going on. So, so Chris, what do you got for us? <clears throat> no, it was a really fun weekend. Um, Friday's time change benefited me greatly. I got to see the first walk-off of the season at the BART. And I mean, just coming out of the gate early, I thought was important. You know, I remember goofing on Twitter, like the video board didn't know how to start, but we started, you know, we get those first quick runs in the first inning. I think it was big, you know, you're playing the 12 noon game that you don't expect to play at that time. We came out of the gate early. We really added on and added on and added on. We're sitting there. What was it? Six, two, six, three late. I really thought, I remember I looked up, I think we were at about two hours and 20 minutes or something. And like the seventh inning, I said, wow, you know, this is just, Talk about a nice, easy win. Yeah, luckily I didn't say it out loud that part, but I did notice Never and talk that. about. How, I did say how quick the game was going by. That might have been enough to be bad, <laughs> but uh, you know they battled back, and and was sitting there tied. You know, in the ninth inning, and I wasn't sure. You know, momentum was obviously in their dugout, but Reese Sharp, you know, came out and made sure that we got back in that dugout quick, and had a shot at the walk off. And it really, I don't know why you walk someone. To load the bases for Josh Pond, but thank you, Illinois. Yeah, I mean, listen, and this isn't a second guess. You know, this was a, quite a few of us first guessed it. Mm. <laughs> you know, a, a lot of thank yous going on around at the bar at that time. No offense, Hunter Jesse. No offense, buddy. You've been hot. You had four hits the other day. I'm not saying that. But it, it, there's not too many. Give me Waylon or Pine. Those are my first two picks to get a hit anyway. That's and you're going to put one of them watch. up with the bases loaded? You know, i shocked. And then... You know, there was that mishap trying to steal home on the wild pitch. That limestone is uh, bouncy, I learned. That yes. ball came back so quick. You know, he was dead. Max was dead to rights. And know. I'm not going to fault him at all for going in that you situation. Know, he wasn't sent. It was clear by uh, some body language on the field. <laughs> but that's okay. He wasn't sent. He did it on his own, which was, you know, he took a shot. And, and you know what? Pine didn't care. Again, they had momentum on their side. Now it's bases loaded, you know, one double play or strikeout, get to the next guy. Nope. Base hit left field game over. So it was a big win and it felt good. You know, honestly, I hadn't heard a reaction. Not that it was a big crowd, obviously a day game suddenly on a Friday, but the people who were there, it was like they had been waiting for something like that for months. And literally, I think they were, <laughs> to be honest yeah. with you. It was, it really felt good. The Friday win was special. You know, there's the Luke Miller game. There's the back-to-back -back Homer game with, uh, what, Miller and Sowers, right? 
there's games you remember. Dieterlo's home run. I'm going to remember, honestly, that that Pine walk-off. Absolutely going to remember that one. Call it the Josh Pine game if you want. I don't know. Whatever you want. Uh, Saturday, obviously, not as good. <laughs> they act, They came out hot early. They said, you know what? We're going to jump out in front. We're the team that's 11-3. and three. They're the team that's 5-8. and eight. Um, And, yeah, they gave it to us. To, to our credit, though, we battled back. We didn't just, you know, we made a burn pitchers, <laughs> yeah. if nothing else. And, and, and then credit to Jack Walker. I know he gave up some runs and his ERA took a hit, but I know he saved us at least one pitcher uh, for the pitching he did on Saturday. But, yeah, I mean, it was 60 nuts at one point. Matheson hits a home run to get us on the board. At that point, I was happy. I was like, okay, it's not a shutout. Not a we shutout. haven't been shut out the bar in years. So I just wanted that one run. You know, we got, what, nine more? I think it was mm-hmm. seven more, whatever it was. The final. Was it nine more? It got a little funny there for a while. We were uh, <laughs> chanting Kobe Mo because, you know, <laughs> that's become now the comeback oh. chant. So there was some Kobe Mo chants in the ninth, but it wasn't to be. But come on Sunday, man. Just right in the hole early saying, oh, man, look at this. We win Friday and we're still going to lose the series that they came out on top. It was like, what, six, seven, three early. But uh, there was that one inning. <laughs> there was that one inning where it just, they couldn't get an out. No. Hit after hit after hit after hit. You know, Pine hits a clutch hit, Matheson with the double, and then the Ellis home run was just, that was like, I don't know, that, that just took down the house. And they still only had like one out. I don't even know if there was an out at that point, honestly. There might have been no outs. <laughs> we had eight runs already. It was great. And you'd think that would be enough, right? But then to have to hold on from then on, and Reshop's already in the game. Right. Yeah. He's already pitched before the comeback. That's why you see later that he gets the win. Watching him go out inning after inning after inning, just getting out. I think he, I don't have it in front of me. I'll be honest with you. I think it was maybe two, three hits in, in that four and a third inning. I mean, it was really impressive the what he pulled off. And, you know, he, he got us in the dugout quick on Friday, boom, walk off. And he has to do basically the complete opposite on Sunday hold the lead inning after inning after inning. And he did it. Um, you know, I'm really impressed with what he did. There hadn't been a vibe in that place. Uh, I mean, since the Beerman dog pile, can I say that? It seems crazy to say that, but it's true. Mm-hmm. You know, 2020, those games were all early. There was no big vibe in those games. Was it San Diego? It was a couple of yeah, games. and that was a losing series. But even if even if it would have been the greatest game, I mean, it was so early, it's not going to be yeah. big. And then 20, there's no fans. And it really hasn't been too big. The Kentucky game got a little wild, you know. But there hasn't been too many big games this year. Sitting there knowing it was going to affect if we make the Big Ten tournament, basically from the fifth inning on. Really, I mean, it was tense. People were into it. We had a Little League team that just jumped onto a couple of chants that we were yelling and extended them for the next three innings. <laughs> it, it was really fun. Um, a really good feeling at the bar, I got to tell you. I'm excited to get back for the last home weekend. Let's hope we're still alive to go into the Big Ten tournament because that was part of it. You know, mm-hmm. we're not going to lie here. If we got smoked the last two weekends and this thing was rattling and kind of wrapped up, it wouldn't have felt like that. But people know that we got a shot to make that tournament. And you know what? That hasn't even been one in a couple of years. We need to get in that. So we really walked out of there feeling good and hopefully take the uh, momentum on the road to Michigan. All right. Well, I'm going to take that and I'm going to kind of run with it because that is my topic is the uh, is getting into the Big Ten tournament. Uh, I have taken a kind of taken a look at what uh, you know, what remains. 
Um, right now, uh, Indiana is in a, a three-way tie uh, for uh, ninth place, um, which puts Indiana at six and nine, uh, 400 record in the in the league, tied with Michigan State and Nebraska. Um, if the season ended today, Indiana would get the ninth place ninth place tiebreaker over both those teams. Um, but actually, it goes to the third tiebreaker because the three teams haven't all played each other, um, nor do they have any other Big Ten opponents as of yet in common. <laughs> Jeez. So, so it actually goes what to What does it RPI. go to? Mass grades? Mass grades? What's the RPI tiebreaker? is what yeah, it goes to. Pretty, uh. pretty much, Chris. I thought it was going to be some kind of a scholarship thing. That's what they that do for the bowls. Close. That's yeah. what they do for football. They go yeah. to GPA. What are yep. you doing? So it goes to RPI, and uh, in Indiana actually, uh, compared to its record, in well, because Indiana has the toughest non-conference schedule of any Big Ten team. So Indiana has the best RPI among that group by far. Um, but again, that's still only ninth place. Now, the good news is the three teams ahead of Indiana uh, are only ahead by a game. You've got uh, Purdue in eighth, six and seven at a 462 clip. And then Northwestern and Penn State are tied at seven, eight, uh, seven and eight, 467. Northwestern holds a head-to-head uh, tiebreaker over Penn State. Um, so those six teams are all within one game. And three of those six teams... Uh, um, at least upon looking at here, look like the ones that are likely to get the last three slots. Um, there might be something a little interesting that comes in play. Um, and that's kind of what I wanted to, uh, to discuss here. So let me... Um, so what I've done is... I'm going to go ahead and share my screen. For those of you, I'll do my best to describe it. <clears throat> For those of you that are li just listening to the audio. Um, but uh, if you guys can see my screen here, <clears throat> um, what I've got here, um, I've included Michigan plus those six teams that I've talked about, and those are in the current order. Um, and basically, I've got a spreadsheet here built that uh, that's going to calculate um, a predicted win number. And then from that, we'll subtract from nine to get the predicted loss, then come up with a final record. And then we're gonna look at how that, that comes out. So I, so then basically what I gotta do is if you look over here at the right, I've got the week seven, week eight and week nine schedules for the Big 10. Um, but I've gotta come up with a way to generate what these predicted results are gonna be. Um, and I've been trying to figure out exactly how to do that. Um, so I try to think about, you know, like, for example, I used to do the real-time uh, tournament predictions, and I did that with an algorithm written in Python. Um, I went into LinkedIn Learning, looked at, uh, you know, some machine learning capabilities, um, and overall, I've looked at that there is a tool that, that we have access to uh, that is probably going to be far more accurate than anything. So now we're just gonna go ahead and lay it out and show what the predicted results are. So we'll start, I'm not, we'll start with, uh, how, about, how about here? We'll start with Ohio State Northwestern. Cassidy, how's this gonna come out? 
I'm going to say probably Northwestern two to one. I was hoping Chris would chime in by now, but that's okay. Uh, oh, listen, she's got first place and she nails this. So it makes sense. Don't have, you're going to yeah. ask me. I'm sitting in dead last. I'm figuring yeah. this is at my forte. Yeah. Well, that's exactly that. That's why I was. I was trying to drive that home that that this this tool we have is Cass. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh. Uh, okay. Uh, uh, Michigan State, Penn State. <clears throat> Yeah, I'd say Penn State two to one on that one. Okay. Uh, Minnesota, Nebraska. Oh. <clears throat> oh. Definitely Nebraska with the series, but I, I'm going to say Minnesota takes one from them. Okay. I, I don't think they sweep. Purdue, Iowa. <clears throat> uh, I, I, I feel like I don't pick sweeps often uh I, i'm gonna say iowa 2-1 okay all right and then um well uh yep uh so yeah we're gonna leave indiana michigan alone Rareland's Rutgers actually doesn't matter because they're not involved in this <clears throat> we'll get to that for the pickums um michigan maryland oh gosh <clears throat> i haven't looked at any of these see i i could cheat cheat a little bit with with this week um yeah well i said i wanted the joke to work so that's why i didn't yes i'm sorry <laughs> Listen, she's 22 and six <laughs> yep she's 27 yes. six on the 78 percent accurate accuracy i don't think i don't have to pick the i don't have to pick the margin on that uh, <laughs> oh that's true that's true let's go maryland two to one 22 out of 28 series pick correctly. That's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. Uh, Purdue Northwestern. Uh, Northwestern two to one. Okay. Seems like the, it's pretty evenly met. Like the better teams are playing the better teams. The bottom teams are yes, playing the they bottom are. teams. And the middle teams are all playing each other. Yep. Uh, oh, this one's tough get all of the states are like right together um, yeah let's go give ohio state the i'm guessing that's ohio state's home and yes so, so ohio state two to one okay i'm gonna give iowa a sweep there okay and illinois two to one all right maryland at purdue uh maryland two to one illinois at penn state also two to one same okay rutgers at michigan Ooh, i'm gonna say michigan two to one all right uh northwestern at minnesota go northwestern two one michigan state at nebraska I'm gonna say Nebraska sweep. Cass is not a fan of Sparty. Nope. I, I don't trust them. Well, the only sweeps you pick were against them. 
All right. So, so if we look at this, um, Indiana's going to need to get ahead of, um, of three of these teams. <clears throat> so we're looking at um, Penn State, Purdue, and I basically already packed the, the losses in. So got to get ahead of Penn State, got to get ahead of Purdue, um, and got to um, the good news is to only have to tie Nebraska. Mm, yeah. So in this case, Indiana's got to get to 12 and 12. So with that in mind, how does that work, Cass, with the, with the three series? How do how does Indiana come up with 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 the wins to get up to 12 and 12? Well, I'm hoping for a sweep of Minnesota. I don't like banking on sweeps, but I'm good. Yeah, I'd, I'd say a sweep of Minnesota. And then so they can then win win one series two one and lose the other it, one one two. Is it that way or the other okay. way? No, that'll get to, to twelve. I, three one two will get to twelve. No, I I meant the three zero. Oh, sorry. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> no, if we get swept, Carl. If, oh, no, there's, if we, if there's we get no, swept there, at any point, we're done. No, well now yeah. it might happen. There's no getting swept. No, no. especially not by Minnesota. Um, well, Rutgers swept Nebraska. I would honestly say two one win against Michigan. one win okay yes and then then just taking one I, from iowa yeah i'd say not a not a sweep either way of iowa right. but iowa looking at it here could still be playing for regular season title at that point right if it if it plays out a certain way this they're not gonna they're, those are gonna be huge games for them So we have the Carl RPI, and now we have the Cast Python predictability <laughs> uh, counter. Not only does she do play-by-play -play of games where there's no radio or audio, <laughs> but she can do the Python predictability. You know, Again, like I think Good those ones are—I think those ones are easier to call though, because no one knows what's going on. <clears throat> yeah, well, listen, it was a no-hitter. You, you, we needed oh, it. Yeah. You, guess what? I just missed in that. We didn't even need that. Oh. We didn't need 12? Nope. Um, that would depend upon how the tiebreakers would come up with Penn State. Yeah. In that scenario, if we had, if let's, 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 let's back, let's back, let's back, Mich let's back Michigan out. <clears throat> or actually, you probably would, want to do Minnesota, actually, don't you? Yeah, I would yeah. actually let's make, change the yeah, sweep. Let's, let's make, let's take the sweep down. <clears throat> And then that brings Indiana and Penn State both to 11 and 13. Yep. <clears throat> Doesn't matter what happens to, yeah, because Minnesota's, we have, I don't have Minnesota even in this calculation because they're I so don't far think down. Minnesota's going to make the top eight. No. no. <clears throat> so with that scenario, it then comes down to Indiana and Penn State. 
So, um, who do who who do not play each other at all. So, but by that um, point, should have at least a few in commons. Yeah, we'll have definitely we'll have in commons. Um, oh, that's right. It's because my other my other screen turned off. <laughs> Illinois isn't in common for Penn State because it says they play on the last weekend. <clears throat> yeah. Okay, Just so let me pull up Penn State here. That this late, there's you could pick two or three teams, and they have nobody in common yet. Okay, yeah. Penn Penn State. Uh, they did win one against Rutgers, so that puts them one game over us for that for that series. And they'll be um, playing Illinois to wrap the season up. They we were even with. Um, Northwestern, same result with Northwestern. Um, they won the series against Purdue. Oof. So that puts them so two games two. up. Um, in this so prediction model, we do not sweep Minnesota, so we would match them with Minnesota. Um, and then, yeah, so that brings it down to uh, two games. Yeah, no. Penn State would get the would get the so that's not going to work. No, nope. doesn't even if Illinois sweeps them. <clears throat> well, I think if Illinois sweeps them, we pass them. So oh, yeah. right, 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 right. So because I don't think that's how you got there. Um, yeah, actually, True. you've got yeah, you yeah you yeah. you don't have that as a sweep. So nope. with that, Penn State would 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 get the tiebreaker in that particular instance if it yeah. uh, if it came down to that. So nope, it comes down to uh, we need to make that a sweep. <clears throat> Or we need to win all three. Win all three, two to one. Yeah. Um, my biggest thinking upon those things, and I'm and I'm I'm along the lines that you are, Cass, which is up to this point against any team, even Minnesota. I'm concerned about the ability of the pitching staff to cover 27 innings to the point to where they can they can hold off it can really hold off a team yeah. the whole time. Um, um, I hope I'm wrong with that. I'm hoping that they can <clears throat> find a way to put a full 27 innings together. We just haven't seen it yet. <clears throat> um, the best series I say that, that we did. I say that well, was actually Rutgers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah, Rutgers yeah. was the best series for that. Yep. Um, and didn't win a single game. So. <laughs> it was 22 of those innings. We were winning. Yep. <laughs> they led for five innings the whole series because yeah. of baseball. Yeah, well, I mean, there wasn't the big football, you know, score game. There wasn't the blowout game. We had three close, great baseball games. We just lost them all. Yeah. You know, and that's why I, I, we were talking about it at the BART. That series, getting swept, gave us more confidence than most, except till this one, because this one hadn't happened yet, than any other series. I mean, it seems crazy to say that, but we played the best team in the Big Ten. We pitched the best we have all year. We kept our cool the best. We got swept. But you know what? Yeah. We showed we could do it. So it was hard to believe, like Carl's saying, that we could even cover that many innings, yeah. um, you know, without a football score game or without a blowout. And we showed it can happen on the road, yep. yet they were all day games, obviously. Yes. But, you know, that's just the way Rutgers does it. Yeah. <laughs> but the other thing is, if a week ago, Chris, if I would have told you 
that uh, IU is only going to get um, is going to have major problems from two out of the three starting pitchers. And IU wins the series. Do you believe it? I, I see. Yeah. Okay. I think it was possible. <laughs> what? We've had stuff. Yeah, that's true. We've had, we've had pitching problems from the beginning games to the that's end true. games. And uh, you never know who's going to be the guy that's going to stick. Um, yeah. It's I, not like we've relied many, on starting pitching this year. I got to say. I, I'd be asking how many home runs were hit on our side. Yeah. Yeah. Or and that would well, be the how many runs back. did we give up? How many runs did we yeah. give up for the weekend? Did we win the series? Something like that would change this year. On a regular year, I I, I agree with yeah. you. But this year, I mean, it's a comeback ability team. It yeah. really is. Oh, yeah. It, it has been. We've had some piss poor starts, honestly. We've had some piss poor relief <clears> pitching. <throat> We've also had some great starts. We've also had some amazing clutch relief pitching. Yeah. Yeah. It's been such a mixed bag that I, I nothing would surprise me. Yeah. Yep. Now, go ahead, Cass. Oh, I was just going to say, even not even just the within-game bounce-backs and adjustments, but seeing them come back from that ugly Saturday loss and, okay, yep. with short memory and, and moving on. And with such a young team, to see them have that ability is – almost insane to me not only uh getting smoked but then down seven three in the what fifth inning yeah it reminded me of that minnesota series we played a few years ago where they beat us up real good on friday and then we were down like uh, it was a lamona season we were down like 12 six in like the fourth yeah we not only came back and won that one but then we won on sunday Hmm. so really (sighs) Maybe it's just because they're so young and they don't know better and they don't get <laughs> I feel like it happens more in college than it does in the pros. Yeah. Well, I would also say this, which is that as, while from a perspective of, um, you know, hits and runs in particular, <clears throat> it was a tough start for Bradley Bramer. Um, he still managed to pitch 5.1 innings. Um, yeah. That is still, that's still huge. The ability to, to, to keep pitching and keep collecting outs. Even if he was giving up runs, he was collecting outs in that process um, yeah. and allowing enough pitching to be saved. Um, and like you said, Chris, Jack Walker later participated in that too. So that, because uh, every ounce of pitching that was used on Sunday was needed. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, big well, time. Well, and heck, if you had told me after the <laughs> second inning on Friday that uh, Perkins would go damn near six, uh, he was at almost sixty pitches after two innings. I, I, I still can't believe he came that close to finishing out six innings. Yeah, hundred and thirty was it? Hundred and twenty-five pitches. Wasn't I, have, it? I have one twenty-eight. Yeah, and we were all. I was sitting around. A bunch of us were uh, debating. All right, when's the next guy coming in? What's going to happen? Mm-hmm. Mercer goes out, doesn't take him out. Another guy yeah. goes, oh, held the field to come in for the lefty. Nope, he kept going. Oh. It, w- it was really impressive that he was able to keep his cool. And sure, did the guy hit the double? Yeah, but yeah. he got through that. I, I was shocked at that, too. That's a lot of pitches. We were calling him Al Leiter. Like, this guy yeah. is Al Leiter, throwing 140 pitches. We didn't really know the count at that point. 
Yeah. I remember seeing at some point it was like 115. But then that inning just felt like it went on and on and on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that's honestly part of it. He battled the entire yeah. game. Well, the first two innings, bases loaded, man. Yeah. Got out of yeah. those. He said he settled in Bremer and and, uh, and then it hasn't been the issue. It's been too many first inning starts that and and we have to pull them, right? We got to pull a guy in the first inning, we got to pull a guy in the second inning. Mm-hmm. It kills it. It oh, really it does. does. And so it, it but at some of those games we've actually won, which is bizarre to me. But you never know. You really don't with this team. But that's really the wild card, right? Get in the Big Ten tournament because well, who knows who's going to pitch? We don't know. Yeah. Well, to me, this was the perfect timing for finals week to to show up on the schedule because <laughs> that that bullpen's as rested as it's been all season going oh, yeah. going into the most important part of the season. Yep. Like that that is huge. We we're not yep. coming off of more double midweeks and okay, well he went three on th- or on Wednesday and so how many can you expect to get out of him on the weekend? We're going into it fresh. Yep. So heading up to Ann Arbor, uh, three games with Michigan. Uh, Michigan uh, surprisingly dropped the series uh, uh, at Alexander Field this past weekend. Um, Michigan's been struggling. Um, they're struggling on the mound, uh, more so in giving up hits than giving up walks. I guess that's how they differ from IU. They give up a lot of hits. Uh, good news is we uh, Indiana's got an offense that gets a lot of hits. Uh-huh. <laughs> how are we feeling about uh, about this series? I know Cass, you you you're uh, in the prediction model at least. You gave uh, mm-hmm. two to one IU win. Yeah, <clears throat> and I I think that's exceedingly possible. I I think if Purdue can do it, uh, you can. E- even though. Purdue won the series against us early in the season. I, I honestly think this is a, is, is a very different IU team from just a few weeks ago. And again, with as young as this team is, if you had told me that was going to happen, that they would be able to trend very much upward instead of snowballing, I, it would have surprised me. I, I wouldn't have believed it initially because they are so young. They are so new uh, trying to keep some of those emotions and, and negative things in check can be really difficult. And so I, cause I, I think that if this team right now faced Purdue faced Rutgers, I think those are serious wins. And, and so I think I, I honestly think this team can win all three series that are left. And, and so, yeah, I think they can beat Michigan, particularly with Michigan giving up lots of hits. Uh, I'm looking forward to uh, Matheson and Ellis just teeing off and, and home running, not against each other, but uh, keep, keep, that uh that oh one hit one so now the next has to hit one keep keep that little thing going because that's fun uh 
So I, I think they can do it. Absolutely. But if yeah, you I don't see me, why we would doubt it. I don't see how you could if, doubt it. Team won like had, seven out of eight games. But if you had told me two weeks ago, I, I would have been surprised to – I'd be surprised to beat Michigan at Michigan. Yeah, of course. They were playing better than we were playing worse. Yeah. Sometimes it's what time you play these guys. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, and the, unfortunately, they got stuck even... with us now. <laughs> yeah. And they're not and they're not playing their best baseball right now. So no. and if there's I'm a time you. to get hot, might as well be down the stretch to end the season. Yep. And honestly, I know Mercer had that other team with all the bombs and we, you know, played great in the regular season. We made the big comeback to win the title. This is more what he's used to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Get hot at the end, get in the tournament, win it, because it's the only way you're dancing. <laughs> Yeah. So this is actually more Mercer's model. <laughs> no, I'm sure yeah. he wants to win. He wants to win a regular season title, no, obviously. Yeah. But yeah, it's not like well, he's not prepared for this. Like I said, you look at the uh, you look at the the conference RPI numbers, <laughs> and you know that 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 the expectation for Mercer is is an at large bid. Uh, not of this course. season at of this course. point, but it's but, but that's now, how it's now he's you know what though, like I said two weeks ago. He has to reload the mechanism and say, this is right state style now, baby. Here's yeah. what we're going to yeah. do. We're going to get yeah. hot. We're going to not quit. We're going we're gonna to get in this freaking Big Ten tournament, and we're going to see what we can do. Our yep. NCAA tournament starts in Omaha, you know, yep. for yep. the Big Ten tournament. Yep. yep. So I, you I got love- one loss. In the NCAA, you still get one loss, too. It's the same thing. Yep. yep. I, I love watching his post-game locker room videos. It's like, yep, ready to – run through a wall for this guy like <laughs> absolutely yeah, nah, we've known that he's a he's a motivator of young people that is absolutely I mean, yes. motivator of old people it doesn't matter yes. but he he knows what he's talking about and he also seems to know like he reads the room right this isn't the yeah. stuff we were hearing from him in 19 because this wasn't the situation of the team so yeah. he knows what he's working with yeah and he's you know, we got Matt. Since you brought a Matheson in the in the Ellis, where it was Barr and Lloyd, <laughs> but that whole team was different, right? Yeah. So they're like the outliers now, and you know, going through red belts and going through things. You know, that's all silly stuff for us, and it's fun. But those stats don't matter to him anymore. All that's going to matter is the only way we're going to the postseason is yep. to win the Big Ten tournament. Yep. Yep. Well, that's a nice little segue, Chris. Uh, <laughs> hand out some hardware. <laughs> Okay. I mean, I think uh, two are pretty obvious this week uh, for the Joey Donato Award. Definitely going Reese Sharp. The Friday, uh, not that many people saw it. I know it was a day game on a Friday, but that ninth inning, man, it really, it really set the tone. It was just like, okay, they just came back, but we're going to be hitting real quick, you know, because we didn't get anything in the ace. He got us right back in the dugout. It was big. And then, uh, you know, hit, hit, and Pine does his thing. But oh, Sunday, talked about it in the beginning. Sunday was was an all-time. It was a clutch one. And so we already get two wins. I saw somebody had nine Ks. Barely got any hits. Uh, yeah, well, the save was from before. Right. Because they were scratching wins. out the week. Yeah. Right. But two wins and, and a save in a week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's but for our, for our weekend, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. But he did. That's true. He got the save there, too. But he was excellent for the Joe Janeiro Award. For the Alex Dickerson Award, mm-hmm. for me, it's Carter Matheson. There are a few choices, like really that you could go with but if you hit two bombs and get five rbis in the biggest game of the season you get it that's just how <laughs> we're going to do this um especially the down to nothing you know that's big to me i'm big with momentum i talk about it a lot you come out of the gate on sunday after getting killed by 10 
Now you're down two nothing off the bat. Crack three two. So not that the other one wasn't big also, but uh, I'm saying that kid can hit. Um, one away from Dickerson's rookie record in uh, 09, I believe it was that he had uh, 14. And then if we can pass him, he's got. He's going to really end up in the media guide very high up for, um, I believe, Dietlow had, what, 19? And that was more than what, like, Schwarber had. Yeah, there, yeah. There, there, yeah. Is a lot of, there is a lot of games left in this season for this kid. Yeah. You know, he really, really has shown the power and, and the execution and the pitch selection and the whole thing. Has he really slumped? I know there was that little rough blip in the non-con, but I feel like once he and got a, through that, yeah. he's been off. Yeah, a little slow yeah. starting. Right, right. In the in the non-con, right? Yeah. yeah. But he's really been impressive for the Alex Dickerson Award. Um, for the Tony Butler Award, I didn't really see one standout play, but there were two on Friday. Again, I don't know if a lot of people saw these, but these one-hop scoops Josh Pine was making at third and making the place to first were really impressive to me. Um, he really kept it together. Uh, I don't know. That's a do-or-die play, and he seems to make it like he rolls out of bed and he can do this. I really don't understand how he's that good at third base as a freshman. We've been saying it since Clemson. So he's going to get the Tony Butler Award for this week. So we got Carter Matheson, Reese Sharp, and Josh Pine. Excellent. Yeah, and especially when you figure, you know, and as like most freshman third baseman, he was a shortstop in high school. So yeah, mm -hmm. they're learn learning the position pretty much for the first time as well. <laughs> yeah, he's lie. been really good, though. Those things, those... Those little one-hop jobs, they're so hard. Yeah. Well, I, I, I love seeing strong third basemen coming through because, you know, they've got one of the best to learn off of and ask advice from and mm -hmm. Scott yeah. Rowland. That, that doesn't hurt at all. No, no, definitely not. Definitely not. I'm sure he gets in there. He is about it. And he seems like a sponge of a kid. I mean, he's just going to oh, yeah. learn anybody who's teaching him, you know, really impressive. Um, just to honorable mention a couple of things just from being at the game. The Evan Goforth, the three hits coming after mm -hmm. the seventh inning. Um, Peter Ceruto, the kid from Jersey, you know, hits his first Hoosier home run, gets another hit yes. on Sunday. Yes. Um, you know, I really thought that was impressive. Uh, guys up and down the lineup, not to steal. <laughs> I know I saw Marcy's video. You, you, you know, you need everyone. Of course you need everyone. But to see guys that we don't normally see do it was, was cool. You know, again, maybe sometimes they came in because it was a blowout or, you know, for whatever the case. But this is not the lineup we thought we were going to have. And a lot of guys have been, oh, Sam Morrison. Sam Morrison is, is, a, is a guy I did not see with this much playing time doing this well. That catch he made in right. Here's an honorable mention for, for defense. Leonardo, they're playing right field in the night. I know he got, he might have made it a harder catch than it should have been. I don't care. It landed he in his glove. He still made it. <laughs> well, what a grab that was. Yeah, and, and looking at my scorecards here, uh, on the offensive side, at least eight slots in the batting order reached base in every game. Uh, there, yeah, on Friday, uh, the uh, four-hole did not reach base and that's it on Saturday every spot in the order reached Ooh. base and on Sunday just the five spot in the order five spot. did not reach yeah. base uh, now granted actually, think, there, there were I different think you can limit that you could actually limit that to that one inning 
Yeah. Yeah. Pretty, Crazy. Pretty yeah. That was, that was amazing. That was one. Actually, because surprisingly, with, with as much as there was in that inning, all three outs were, were unproductive. That kind of surprises me, but one of the outs came after a home run. Uh, the other was with a runner just on first. And then the last one was to end the inning. Yeah. But great inning. Great inning. But <laughs> yes. But that but that's <clears throat> that just goes <throat> to show it can come from any any spot yeah. in the order. Doesn't and it honestly doesn't matter who's in which spots. Everybody's producing. Yep. All right. Well, let's go ahead and then uh, do our pickums. Uh, we we spoken a little bit about it, although Cass, I'm not holding you to what you did in the other segment to necessarily be your pick of choices. Um, although knowing you, I figure they probably I think will. They be. were. <clears throat> um, but we'll actually go the reverse order this time, um, to be fair. So we're going to go with uh, Chris. Uh, All right. We'll have Chris. Uh, let me, I got to hold on just a second. I got to get to my right, my right spot. So I'm recording this. Okay. Go ahead, Chris. Um, All right. So first off, uh, Purdue, Iowa. I'm going to go Iowa. All right. I don't have to pick the games for this. This isn't the Python thing. That <laughs> no, 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 okay. no, no, no. Okay. Uh, so I'm going to go Iowa. Minnesota, Nebraska, obviously Nebraska. Michigan State, Penn State. I, you know what? I'm feeling Sparty. I think Cass just jinxed the whole thing with all her sweeps. <laughs> I think Sparty on the road. Okay. I'm feeling Sparty on the road. Uh, Ohio State Northwestern. I really like that Northwestern team that came here. I, I've been taking them, I feel like, ever since Northwestern. I'll take Maryland Rutgers. You know, it, it's the series. I I'm saying I, I don't want to do it because I don't want to root for them. So I'm, I'm just going to take <laughs> Rutgers anyway. So I'm going to go Rutgers. <laughs> but man, is that that's the that's the one. Uh, you know what? I really would rather root for Rutgers anyway. If it, it, we're not going to win the conference title here, okay? Right. But you know what? Let Rutgers do it. Let Rutgers. Let Rutgers get one. You know what maybe, I mean? Maybe that'll give them enough uh, funding to put in some lights. Hey, if it gets some lights, it's worth it. I like it, Cass. Cass is on board <laughs> with the day games. I know she doesn't unbelieve it. No, I'm I, telling you, if we could have had the parents pull up there and put the lights on, all their cars <laughs> around the field, it would have been great. But I'm going to go Rutgers with that, though. So uh, what do I got? Rutgers, Northwestern, Sparty, Nebraska, and Iowa. Yep. All right. Uh, I'm next. Uh, Chris is at 12 and 16 so far. Hey. Uh, I am at uh, I am five ahead at 17 and 11. Uh, I am uh, taking Maryland. Uh, I just I think Maryland I know they've scuffled a little bit in some weird spots. I think they're just ready to, I mean, dude threw a perfect game last week. I think, yeah. I think they're going to, I think they're about to put the whole thing together. A nationally ranked team. I think they're, I think they're, they're they, they see how important this is and they're going to win this series. Um, uh, I'm with you, Chris on Northwestern. Um, I'm not sure I have some of the same doubts Cass has, but you know what? I'm going to go ahead and pick Sparty. Uh, I'm also picking Nebraska. And 
No. They've been messing me up all <laughs> season. And I can't believe I'm doing this, but I'm picking the boilers. <laughs> Ooh. Oh. Carl's just trying I, just, to catch you. The, the guys again, it's top. like every time, it's, and it's usually about the other team. It's just that, you know what? It, Iowa every year does this. Iowa mm-hmm. does things that they shouldn't. They win series they shouldn't win. And then they pair that by losing series they shouldn't lose. This is the series they shouldn't lose, and I was <laughs> going to lose it. <laughs> All right. So now I get to go again because I've got Josh's picks. Uh, of all now. Here we go. Um, all hidden from me. Okay. So Josh uh, actually lines up very close with me, pretty much all the way down the line. Now he's doing better than I am. He's at 21 and seven, four series ahead of me. Um, but he, uh, right up till the end, agrees with me. He's got Maryland, uh, Northwestern. He's also got Sparty, uh, Nebraska. Um, but he is picking Iowa, not the Boilers. So that's where that's where he uh, he differs from me. Uh, so uh, we've already kind of covered it, but uh, although Cass has not picked uh, in the, that big top two series yet, so Cass, yeah. twenty two and six. One series lead over Josh. What are your picks? Well, I'm going with Maryland as well. Uh, I, I, I think this is kind of the decides the conference series. And I don't think Maryland gives it up. Uh, also going with Northwestern. Uh, I'm, I'm going with Penn State. That was probably the one I agonized over the most was was that game, but I, I, I'm giving the home, home nod to Penn State, uh, Nebraska over Minnesota. Although I do think Minnesota will get a game out of, get a, get a game from Nebraska. And uh, going with Iowa against Purdue, uh, I was very tempted to swap my Penn State, Michigan State, and match Josh exactly. Oh, the block. But, but no, I, I think Penn State does it. All right. So with that, that means that if uh, Michigan State wins that series, uh, there will be a tie heading into week eight. Yep. Yep. <laughs> uh, if not, Cass will extend the lead to two. So it's... Uh, that will be the, for, for this pick'em, it's kind of, everything's coming down to that one series for this <laughs> week's pick'em. Uh, yes. Michigan State at Penn State. Um, and honestly, it's, it really is. It's a head scratcher. Yeah. Um, it's, it's really hard to, Michigan State particularly, it's like, sometimes they're just awful. And sometimes it feels like, I mean, early in the season, there was talk about them, hey, maybe making a run at the conference. And, yeah. and it's just, you, and you still just are like, uh, where is Jake Voss's team? Where where is it? Where are they really headed? I, I'm going with most of the Big Ten is just a big head scratcher this season. Of anybody can beat anybody, and yeah. if they meet them at the right yeah. time. Well, I mean, I think that that there's only two teams that are legitimately legitimately not in the picture. Yeah. For for the postseason for the postseason yeah. uh, Big Ten tournament, that's just usually, you know. You're talking about maybe two teams battle, two or three teams battling for two spots, not 
six or six, or possibly even seven. Because the thing is, in that whole exercise that I did, you play it right, and I'm and it's not inconceivable. If Michigan gets into a slump, they've got Indiana who is hot, then they've got uh, uh, Maryland, and then they've got Rutgers. Yeah, Michigan could realistically fall into the into that bottom five. It's not impossible. That's another. That's another possibility to this whole mix. And if that were to happen, wow. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and I'm telling you, it's not, given the way those teams hit, and given how the struggles Michigan pitching has had, that's not inconceivable. So, uh, so we will see. It will be a, a very interesting uh, thing to look at the weekend, of course, from the, the, from the perspective of, you know, what's going to happen in the Big Ten, you know, here we are, we get, uh, we get a May matchup between number one and number two in the league. That is just, uh, that's awesome. So I'm uh, very curious to see how, uh, how that matchup, that matchup pairs up. But obviously the Hoosiers, uh, they are heading up to Ann Arbor um, on Friday. Um, current schedule, um, I stress current, <laughs> is a 6 p.m. first pitch on Friday. 2 p.m. first pitch on Saturday, 1 p.m. first pitch on Sunday. Um, at least according to the schedule right now, um, it's saying it's not on big B1G plus uh, Saturday is what I'm seeing, but it is, is it, on. Is that a BTN game? No, it says no. no it's, it's right now saying no video at all. I don't know if that's uh, just like that. something hasn't been actually added for some reason. Um, I guess, I mean, that is the day that Michigan has their 2020 commencement. I don't know if that might have anything to do with them not being able to have coverage. Um, well, if our bike race that. took five of our cameras, I could see the graduation mm -hmm. taking some of theirs. Yep. Um, so, yeah, so that's the only thing I'm possibly thinking might be an issue there. Um, we might be on audio only Saturday. Um, the other thing to keep in mind is there is a bunch of rain in the forecast. Um, I looked at the hour breakdown for Friday, and right now it's like 50% the entire day, so which doesn't tell us anything. So uh, probably have a much better idea earlier in the day when the rain is really predicted. And uh, just keep your, uh, your eyes, ears, and your eyes on social media open um, for changes in the schedule. Like Chris mentioned, <laughs> had a... Uh, had the game last week uh, bumped all the way up to noon. Something like yeah. that could possibly happen this week. Um, but as I said, right now, it's just way, way, way too early to tell. And can confirm based on uh, mm. Michigan's uh, schedule page, it does list uh, Big Ten Plus there. Okay, very good. So it must just be a little blip on the IU schedule. Okay. Yep. Excellent. That's always my next thing is if it doesn't show TV on the IU one, I go to the opponent's one and see what it has. Yeah, because you only need one. I mean, if, if that if there was an issue, you'd only need you only to get it to get a feed. You you need just one stationary camera is at least something. Yeah. Hopefully, that's not what we're facing. They'll have yes. everything. So excellent. Uh, anything else we need to cover this week? Well, a couple things from uh, Pro Bowl Hoosiers we could throw in there. Hmm. Uh, Scott Efros becomes the 11th pitcher to start a major league baseball game. Uh, obviously he was an that. opener. 
Okay, he was an opener, but still it counts. Caleb Barger got on his from that the same way. So uh, that's the 11th one. Uh, I could rip through the names, but you won't recognize many of them. So I will tell you some ones that you know, Aaron Sleggers, Kyle Hart, Jonathan Stever, and uh, Scott Efforts, and then Kyle Barriga for the two openers. Yeah, number uh, we two, Whitey Wilshire. Well, you know Whitey Wilshire, <laughs> but these guys don't know no Whitey Wilshire. Well, you know Chris Peters or Mike Modak or Ralph Brickner, Ron Keller or Odie Porter, you can have them too. No, no. Yeah. So. <laughs> uh, we did have a... Uh, a retirement from pro baseball, BJ Sable has decided to move on. He's been playing independent ball for the, uh, for the Washington wild things, believe it or not. Yeah. And he had a big playoff. Run. I remember two years ago, I think it was mm-hmm. um, just wanted to give him an acknowledgement. BJ was a great Hoosier, um, reliable clutch rubber arm. I can't even imagine the amount of appearances this kid had yeah. never, never worried about um, him coming in out of the, uh, out of the bullpen. You know, I welcomed it. <laughs> Where's BJ? Put in BJ. Uh, he was always he was always a funny guy. He's a character. You know what I mean? He was a unique dude in the way he pitched in the, you know, the Laredo and the Dan Quisenberry. And, and, and he this drew the mustache on my kids' baseball. Listen, <laughs> when he signed autographs, he put the mustache. I mean, we were holding the mustache on that senior day, right? It was ridiculous. When I remember uh, he came this close to a to an at bat. Uh, oh, he had the helmet if, on, didn't he? Because mm-hmm. yes, if I remember yes. right, it was an extra innings game. I think he was on I deck. Think I think it was on deck right. circle. Right. It was a and game on TV, right? It was a road game. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So shout out to BJ for really giving it a good uh, shot and good luck with him in the rest of his career professionally, you know, uh, you know, whatever the case. So we also have uh, one more. Actually, there's two more. He didn't give me this one, but I know about it. So Ryan Wild had got engaged uh, over the weekend. So we haven't heard that name in quite a while, mm-hmm. but I know I was always a big fan of Brian. Yes. Uh, he came, I, I liked him before he played a lot and scored a lot. I just a little, little bench guy that came in and the way he finished up as a Hoosier was so big. Mm-hmm. And I always love having that video of him with the inside the park home run. Yeah. It was 2016 or 2017. So congrats to Brian. And then finally, another one that pro ball gave me McCabe Brown uh, has been promoted to class a for the Fresno Grizzlies. Where is he starting tonight? Obviously, someone wouldn't hear that um, right now, but he's supposed to. He got promoted, and he's going to start right away. So, congrats to McCade Brown. It's been a lot of, a lot, a lot of stats coming out for the alumni. Seems like every other night, Tommy Summers pitching, Matt Lloyd's hitting all the time, Elijah Donovan, and Grant Richardson. You know, highlights from them. Timmy Heron probably due for a promotion pretty soon. This this Hoosiers everywhere, as Pro Bowl likes to say. Uh, shout out to David Welsh putting out these great videos. Mm-hmm. If you see Pro Bowl Hoosiers highlight on Twitter at Pro Bowl Hoosiers, under it is usually some great video that, that David uh, compiles. And so you can check that out too. But uh, those are just a couple of updates. And and that that's pretty much it. Just keep an eye and follow the Hoosiers. I, I know it's just the team, but I like seeing that alumni go through. And we'll see if maybe we can get some more promotions this year to the MLB. Who knows? Um, one more. Tanner Gordon has been promoted to double A. Oh, there we go. Nice. Live. What is that? A live one right now? Uh, it, it's very recent. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Very good. Live. Tanner Gordon. Move on. He's been having some big games. He had like yes. a 14 yes. strikeout game for them. Yeah. I think it was the franchise uh, record for that minor league team. Tanner Gordon. Yep. And he got a uh, player of the month award of some mm-hmm. sort too. So yep. probably for that performance with that. That yeah. was a big, uh, yeah. big game. 
All right. Well, that will do it for this edition of Talking Hoosier Baseball. Uh, we will uh, continue to have coverage. Um, uh, Gary Creech has been our reporter uh, at the BART this season. Uh, he has just wrapped up his time with us. Did a fantastic job. Uh, Love the work that Garrett did for us. Uh, IU student uh, writing for us at the BART was just was just huge. Um, we only have one more series left at the BART. Uh, that will be uh, the next weekend uh, against Minnesota. Um, and uh, so we're all looking forward to that. Yes. Uh, I know, Cass, you're looking forward to it. <laughs> Very much. <laughs> we will see you there. Um, and I will uh, hopefully be over my illness by then, so I can come back to the part too. Um, but for this weekend, obviously, all eyes are on Ann Arbor. Um, so we are uh, keeping our eyes on that, looking forward to uh, IU doing what they can to play into this uh, Big Ten tournament. Uh, thank you much for paying attention, and we will see you at the BART. <laughs>